This program is brought to you by Bibleway Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for The Christian Gentleman. I am a Christian. I believe in prayer. I believe that God hears me whenever I pray. I believe that God answers prayer. Yet it is devastating at times when God says no. This past week we lost a good friend to cancer. Catherine was a teacher, a camp friend, a world traveler, and a faithful Christian. She was young and energetic. She was always positive and encouraging. She was a friend to all and always wore a smile. She was a newlywed, less than a year. She had everything going for her. Several months ago, she was diagnosed with cancer. We all knew that she would beat it from the start. She was young and healthy and optimistic. She had hundreds of Christian friends surrounding her and praying for her. She had a supportive husband and family. What could go wrong? She was supposed to beat cancer and later to be an example to others who were going through it. She was to have a family and to live to a ripe old age with her husband by her side. That was what was supposed to happen. It didn't. This past week, Catherine died to the astonishment of her friends, family, and those who loved her. What do you do when God says no, whenever everyone else is praying yes? Because God has given to us free will, there are several routes in which we can take. First of all, we can curse God. That was the advice given by Job's wife whenever they had lost their seven sons and three daughters, their livelihood as well as Job's health in Job chapter 2 and verse 9. In the mind of Job's wife, that should have been enough for Job to raise his fist to God and curse him to his face. That is the reaction of many who have found loss within their life. When one faces the death of a spouse, child, or friend, it is natural to be shaken, upset, and even angry as one works through their loss. But we should never allow that loss to be a wedge between us and God. That is what the devil is hoping for us, and that was what the devil was hoping for in chapters 1 and 2 of Job. Job responded to his wife's suggestion to curse God by saying, You speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? Verse 10. In the mind of Job, it was never an option to curse God, and neither should it be an option for us either. In addition to this, loss and other unanswered prayers can weaken our faith if we allow it. One may foolishly reason, well, if God will do this to me, then I will stop going to church. I'll show him. Was that the response of Christians to the stoning of Stephen in Acts chapter 7 and verse 59? Was that the response of Christians at the killing of James in Acts chapter 12 and verse 2? Was that the response of Paul whenever he was stoned and left for dead in Acts chapter 14 and verse 19? Certainly not. But instead, their faith was strengthened and their determination renewed. Many conclude that God causes everything to happen, including the death of a loved one. I have often heard it reason that God must have wanted them more. This notion is false. Did God desire the deaths of Stephen and James? Did God desire Paul to be stoned within an inch of his life? Again, certainly not. 
Though God is aware of all things, He does not cause all things. When we blame God for all of our misfortunes, we take out of the equation our own sin, the consequences of other sin, including disease, free will, and the fact that we live in a fallen world. Whereas it is easier to blame God for everything, in truth, much of what we experience was never God's desire. When we seek to punish God for not attending church and worshiping Him, in reality, we are only hurting ourselves. In understanding that we live in a fallen world, the Christian realizes that the only firm foundation that one can stand on is Jesus Christ. Paul said to his fellow brethren, For they drank at that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 Folks, we must realize by now that this world is sinking sand, and the only true foundation we can stand on is Jesus Christ. Paul said, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, David's son became ill. David pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. David prayed as we prayed for Catherine, expecting a recovery, but it was not to be. David's final words were, But now he is dead. Why shall I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him but he shall not return to me. Verse 23. With these words, David gave us a heavenly vision and a new hope for an eternal reunion. And so, with the passing of our friend, there is no returning to us, but there is the assured hope that one day we and all of God's faithful will be reunited together in heaven. My friends, let us keep our focus on the Lord. And if we have wavered in our faith in any way, the Lord is waiting for us to return. If you would like to know more about being reunited with God, you can contact my friends at the Ulaga Church of Christ, or you can email me directly at stgeorgecofc at yahoo.com. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do His will, and I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.